Thrive Suite Productions. It's this day in sports history, and today we're talking about the boxer Sonny Liston, who was found dead in his home on this day in 1971. The discovery set off a mystery that still endures and begs the question, was Sonny Liston murdered? Sonny Liston's life is a tragic tale, pretty much from start to finish. He was born in Louisiana as the 24th of 25 children in the early 1930s. His exact date of birth, and really the exact year he was born, is still conjecture since there was never a birth certificate issued. Liston grew up dirt poor and said later in life that his father never gave him anything except beatings. When he was 13, he fled to St. Louis, joining his mom and a few of his siblings who had left years earlier. There he got in trouble, spending several years in prison where he was encouraged to try his hand at boxing by the athletic director there. His 15-inch fists and his stinging jabs and uppercuts made him the king of the yard and nobody wanted to fight him after just a few fights. He was released from prison in 1952 and he competed as an amateur for a little less than a year after knocking out West Germany's Hermann Striebauer in a Golden Gloves fight, he turned pro. But the only ones who were willing to put up the money and stake him was the mob. He worked for John Vital, a mob boss in St. Louis, as a driver and an enforcer. The mob arranged fights for him and controlled his money. He was managed by Frankie Palermo, an associate of Frankie Carbo, who was a member of the Lucchese crime family. After knocking out Floyd Patterson in July 1963, Liston became the heavyweight champ. In February 1964, he fought Muhammad Ali, then still known as Cassius Clay, for the first time. And this is where the real controversy begins. Through the first six rounds, to many observers, Liston was winning or at least even in the fight, but he refused to answer the bell for the seventh round saying later he injured his left shoulder early in the bout and could not continue. The Miami Beach Boxing Commission's doctor diagnosed a torn tendon in his shoulder after the fight, but there was still enough of a question of a fix that the Boxing Commission withheld his portion of the purse until the investigation concluded with no evidence surfacing of the fight being thrown. In May 1965, the rematch between Liston and Ali took place in Lewiston, Maine. This is the infamous phantom punch knockout, and the picture of Ali standing over Liston shouting at him to get up is now an iconic image. Many, even his wife Geraldine, thought Sonny took a dive so his mob boss controllers could cash in on the fix. From that point, he was damaged goods in the boxing world. He tried to come back in 1969, losing to his former sparring partner, Leotis Martin, and then fought his last fight against Chuck Wepner in June 1970, a fight he won. But boxing historians point to this fight as the one that may have led to his demise, believing he double-crossed the mob who wanted him to take another dive. In Paul Gallander's book, Sonny Liston, The Real Story Behind the Ali Liston Fights, he alleges that Wepner entered the ring thinking Liston was going to take a dive, but instead nearly died after being bludgeoned by Sonny. 
After the win, Liston hoped to get a shot at Jerry Quarry for a bigger payday the following year, but he would never get that chance. Instead, on this day in 1971, Geraldine Liston pulled up to their Las Vegas home in the suburb of Paradise Palms. She saw newspapers and multiple deliveries of milk stacked up on the front porch. She had been visiting with her mother in St. Louis since Christmas Day and was concerned about being unable to reach her husband for more than a week. And now seeing these items still outside, she feared the worst but hoped for the best. Maybe she would walk inside and see her husband playing cards with a friend like she had so many times before. Instead, she was met with a foul odor when she opened the front door and after heading upstairs to their bedroom, found Charles Sonny Liston dead, wearing a t-shirt and boxer shorts. Geraldine waited several hours before calling police, instead choosing to call a doctor and the family's lawyer. When the doctor arrived, he realized Sonny had been dead for several days, and there was obviously nothing that he could do for him. When police were finally called to the house, they found no forced entry, no visible weapons, and no sign of a struggle. They did find a small bag of marijuana and a bottle of vodka next to his body, and there were needle marks on his arm and a small amount of heroin downstairs in the kitchen, but no needles. His official cause of death was listed as lung congestion and heart failure. The cops suspected he overdosed on heroin, but Liston's wife and friends knew him to be deathly afraid of needles and suspected the marks on his arm were not caused by him, but by somebody else. It was believed he was dead in his home for at least 10 days, and it was on this day in 1971 that Sonny Liston, a man whose birth date and date of his death are unknown, was found dead in his Las Vegas home, and the mystery surrounding his passing may never be laid to rest. Look, there's a lot more to Sonny Liston than what I can cover on this daily four or five minute podcast. Over the course of this year, I'll revisit the Ali Liston fights along with other famous bouts here in this channel. But there are multiple articles, several books and documentaries on Liston, his life in the ring and outside of it that obviously cover a lot more ground than I ever will here. And I encourage you to find those and learn more. That's all for today. More tomorrow on This Day in Sports History.